0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Another week in the planetary asylum has come and gone. If you think things are bad now, it's about to get a whole lot worse. Wait and see. But even now... The epidemics of normalcy bias and cognitive dissonance are going strong. In the words of Mark Twain, if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read the newspaper, you're misinformed. A nugget of timeless wisdom, more relevant now than ever before. Let's rewind to July 14th, 2013, to this headline from multiple sources. U.S. quietly repeals propaganda ban, spreads government-made news to America. The report states, for decades, a so-called anti-propaganda law prevented the U.S. government's mammoth broadcasting arm from delivering programming to American audiences. No more. Legal propaganda. Is it any wonder why we are all now drowning in a sea of total deception? And no, not just what we're being told, but what we're not being told, that on the current course, few, if any of us, are going to be around for much longer. If you're searching for feel-good fantasy news stories, wrong broadcast. If, however, you're willing to consider that true solace only exists in summoning the courage to fully face the gathering storm head-on and doing what you can to make a difference, no matter how great the challenge, stay tuned. The journey begins with abandoning all program bias, ideology, and preconceptions. Clearing the lens through which we see the world is essential if we're to accurately assess the wider horizon. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, the bad news broadcast that covers the issues that must be faced, understood, and dealt with if we're to have any chance of anyone making it through what's coming. If you don't believe that what we face is this bad, you will soon wait and see. Global Alert News is brought to you by GeoEngineeringWatch.org. The largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of ongoing global climate intervention operations. If you want proof of covert climate engineering operations, view the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. As I dive headfirst into headlines, it's essential to consider that biosphere collapse is the bottom line factor that is dictating the behavior of power structures all over the world. What has their response been for the last two years? That blank's not hard to fill in, but I'll leave it to the listeners to do so. Let's start with this from Scientific American. Humans are doomed to go extinct. Habitat degradation, low genetic variation, and declining fertility are setting Homo sapiens, i.e. humans, up for abrupt collapse. Finally, it seems Scientific American is stepping up to the plate and acknowledging what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for the last decade and a half, the entire length of our existence. From this report, again, Scientific American, the most insidious threat to humankind is something called extinction debt. Tipping points are generally inevitable in the progress of any species, the report states, even ones that seem to be thriving, i.e., the human race thinks it's thriving, which in reality is comparable to an individual that leaps off a hundred-story building and thinks they're flying. And we're passing the second story. Next stop, the sidewalk. Continuing from the Sci-American report, there comes a point when extinction will be inevitable, no matter what they, the species, might do to avert it. The cause of extinction is usually a delayed reaction to habitat loss. The species most at risk are those that dominate particular habitats. How much more true could that be for the human race dominating planet Earth? Dominating habitats at the expense of others who tend to migrate elsewhere, and therefore are spread more thinly. Humans occupy in countless ways, as I just stated, the whole planet. And with our sequestration of a large wedge of the productivity of this planet-wide habitat, we are dominant within it. Homo sapiens, i.e. humans, might therefore already be a dead species walking. Final excerpt from this report, the human population is set not just for shrinkage, but collapse, and soon. If we are going to write about human extinction, the Scientific American Report states, we better start writing now. And no, none of this is about smoke and mirrors hypocrisy like the so-called Green New Deal, or self-serving so-called environmental organizations that still continue to deny the climate engineering onslaught in order to retain their nonprofit status. Every conclusion I have just covered is fact-based reality, statistical certainty, that short of a complete course correction, the party's over, the human race is in its twilight hours, and we will likely take the entire web of life down with us. So as the planet's life support systems spiral toward total collapse, with climate intervention operations further fueling the equation, what exactly have the global controllers been up to? Let's cover some headlines starting with this from the UK Daily Mail. AstraZeneca uncovers what's triggering blood clots after its injection. Vaccine acts like a magnet and attracts platelets, which body mistakes for a threat and attacks. Question, how many who have already received the injection, or perhaps two or three or four of them, are willing to honestly investigate now? And yes, it's a bit late, but not too late to learn, and perhaps to pass the knowledge on to others. Next headline from Newsweek.com and other sources, new COVID variant B.1.1.529, which may evade immunity found in these countries. They're talking about the new Omicron virus. Excerpts from this report. Scientists have voiced concern about a new COVID variant that has a, quote, really awful, in quote, combination of mutations that could possibly cause the virus to evade immunity. They then state EU worried new COVID wave could hinder economic rebound from early pandemic. They state South Korea sets record for new COVID cases largely concentrated in Seoul. And this, a COVID variant that resists immunity may be more able to dodge the immune system of people who have either caught the virus once already or been vaccinated against it. Then they state this, not surprisingly, where all this is leading up to. Please get vaccinated and boosted and mask up in public as the mutations in this virus likely result in high-level escape from neutralizing antibodies. How many times are the controllers going to play this song and dance before the public figures out something is really wrong? In regard to the mask-up part of what was stated in this article, just for the record, prior to 2019, there were, I believe, 13 peer-reviewed science studies that stated clearly unambiguously that masks, including an N95, do not stop viruses. And there is a long list of downstream negatives that should be blatantly obvious that breathing your own exhaust causes harm. This is extremely well scientifically documented, but then CV19 comes along and now we have about six brand new studies from bought and paid for so-called science institutions Let's say anything's fine. You can wear a bandana, a sock, all good. Tell me, in how many level four biolabs do we see scientists wearing a bandana or a sock? They're wearing a full hazmat suit. And a simple mask doesn't do anything but cause you to breathe your own exhaust, which creates a bacterial incubation center that can go into your lungs. The, the list of downstream effects are extremely well documented, but now we have new science brand new science that refutes all the former science. When will more of the population actually take the time to objectively investigate and consider that putting on your face diaper and rolling up your sleeve without questioning the official narrative is not going to do anything to save you or anyone else. In fact, information I'll get to in a moment. Some of the most unvaccinated countries in the world have at least until very recently, done the very best in regard to the CB19 scenario. And some of the most vaccinated countries have done the worst, with now the largest surges in so called breakthrough cases. But let's consider, in regard to Omicron, what Robert F. Kennedy has stated at the Children's Health Defense website ignore the latest official narrative about variants. Stay focused on dangers of COVID shots. From that report, again from Robert F. Kennedy, as public health officials stir up fear about the latest COVID variant, experts warn vaccines are maiming and killing young people in alarming numbers. Heart failure, heart disease, circulatory conditions, and strokes associated with the experimental COVID shots. Media reports acknowledge the rising tide of extra non COVID deaths and, quote, seriously ill people swarming emergency departments and even stating that patients are, quote, showing up much sicker than ER staff have ever seen and are younger than expected. However, while admitting patients Unusual symptoms, abdominal pain, blood clots, heart conditions, and tingling of extremities are not COVID-related. Health officials assert, quote, no one knows why they are occurring, end quote. For others, the explanation is obvious. These are precisely the ailments one would expect to see if one had just injected millions of people with clot-generating biological elements that trigger violent immune responses that attacks the inner lining of the blood vessels, inflicting severe damage to the body's critical infrastructure, in quote from the report, i.e., the vaccinated. Now, let's consider this. The American Heart Association has just published an abstract on mRNA COVID-19 shots that UK medical doctor Vernon Coleman has stated, quote, finally is medical proof that the COVID injection is what he calls murder. Coleman goes on to state this, The journal Circulation is a well-respected publication. It's 71 years old. Its articles are peer-reviewed, and in one survey, it was rated as the world's number one journal in the cardiac and cardiovascular system category. Dr. Coleman then quotes the final sentence of the abstract, which appears at the beginning of the article, which states, We conclude, again, this is from the American Heart Association that the mRNA vaccines dramatically increase inflammation on the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscles and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccination. Coleman states, that's it. That's the death bell for the COVID mRNA jabs. If there were any journalists, Coleman states, left in the mainstream media, this news would be lead stories on all TV and radio programs and be on the front pages of all newspapers. Coleman then states, we've always known that to experiment on people without their full consent and understanding is a crime. Now the evidence exists that must stop this experiment. If the vaccination experiment continues, then we know, Coleman states, with absolute certainty that this is not a medical treatment. It's a culling. Again, end quote from UK medical doctor Vernon Coleman his conclusions based on the latest published evidence from the American Heart Association Journal. Stop and consider again. Those in power know the planet's life support systems are collapsing. They know that the planet can no longer support human populations. What would we expect them to do? And this question, why, even now, are so many in populations willing to either actively or passively facilitate the controllers' agenda, in order to protect their paychecks and pensions, which very soon won't matter at all. What about the latest, greatest version of CV-19 that has just been released, I mean, just popped up, in Africa? The timing is alarming when the following ABC News article from two weeks ago is considered. Here's the article headline, again from ABC News and many other sources. Scientists mystified as Africa avoids covid disaster from the abc report this when the coronavirus first emerged last year health officials feared the pandemic would sweep across africa killing millions and destroying the continent's fragile health systems but then they state this something mysterious is going on in africa that's puzzling scientists africa doesn't have the vaccines and the resources to fight covid 19 that they have in europe or the u.s but somehow they seem to be doing better not just better extraordinarily better at least as of two weeks ago fewer than six percent of people in africa are vaccinated for months the world health organization has described africa as quote one of the least affected regions in the entire world now fast forward to this new report from the uk guardian from december 1st approximately two weeks after the abc article i just covered omicron variant fueling exponential rise in covid cases say south africa officials from that report south africa's national institute for communicable diseases the nicd said there had been an exponential increase in infections over the past two weeks imagine that on a side note or perhaps not a side note what anagram can be produced from omicron moronic just a coincidence I'm sure, for the record, as I've stated on this broadcast from the very start of the CV-19 scenario, the CV-19 fires would continue to be stoked. Again, I ask this question, is it in any way reasonable or rational to believe that the global power structures are mandating their, quote, warp speed agenda on populations all over the world because they are deeply compassionate and want to ensure populations can continue to expand unchecked and to continue consuming Earth's rapidly waning resources until there's nothing left and the planet's already failing life support systems completely implode. Really, is that what the power structure motive is for all that's unfolding? Is it even remotely sane to believe that the controllers are so benevolent and altruistic? And even now, how many are still buying into the grand illusion? Because to actually face the wider horizon without their eyes wide shut is just too damn horrifying. Unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse has been, is, and will remain the bottom-line factor fueling the rapidly rising tidal wave of insanity that we are collectively drowning in and being swept away in. The controllers are doing what they feel they must do in order to maintain their hegemonic power until the brutal, bitter end, which draws very near. Next headline. Multiple sources, including RTTV, EU countries set to begin fining and jailing citizens who refuse COVID-19 vaccine. Think it can happen here? It's already scheduled in Austria and now coming to a country near you or your country. Wait and see. From the article, RT reports that under the bill, anyone who refuses to attend a scheduled vaccination appointment will receive an official summons from local authorities. If an individual fails to show up, they will be summoned one more time within the next four weeks. Should the second official request be ignored as well, the person will face a fine of up to 3600 euros. Or four weeks in prison. The fine will increase to 7,200 euros for those who have already been fined twice for violating the vaccination requirement. Again, I ask is it rational or in any way sane to believe the controllers are implementing such draconian actions because they're overflowing with compassion for expanding populations on a dying planet? You decide. And again, biosphere collapse is the bottom line, fueling it all. I'll get to that in a moment. And don't worry, It's not as bad as you think. It's, in fact, exponentially worse than anyone has been told about by any official source. I'll get to that. Stay tuned. First, this secretary of defense sends out memo to force full vaccination of all members of the armed forces under DOD authority. I'm staring at a copy of this document as I speak. Here's an excerpt. No credit or excused absence shall be afforded to members, i.e. U.S. military members, who do not participate in drills, training, or other duty due to failure to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The Secretary of Defense document is dated November 30th, 2021. Question, for how long and in how many ways have our U.S. military brothers and sisters been experimented on and otherwise used as cannon fodder for the empire's pursuit of the resources it needs to sustain itself? How many have viewed the historical U.S. military footage, for example, of the soldiers that were ordered to dig a trench in the Nevada desert, put some goggles on, and enjoy their front row seat of a nuclear detonation? All of these soldiers died before their time from this exposure. And then there's Agent Orange. Depleted uranium in the Middle East. The list goes on and on. What will it take to awaken the U.S. military to what's unfolding? And will they awaken in time? Or are the controllers trying desperately to ensure that they don't? You decide. Moving on. What's the latest civilian CV-19 protocols? This from CNBC and other sources. New York City reinstitutes COVID mask advisory, quote, at all times, indoors, regardless of vaccination status what will it take to stir populations from their slumber all major powers are either actively or passively colluding and cooperating i.e working together regarding the ongoing climate intervention operations and cv19 it cannot be otherwise so with that in mind why is the u.s public so easy to convince about needing to fund even more military madness Even more aircraft carriers, jets, tanks. Total insanity. Using the planet's last remaining resources to build even more weapons of mass destruction. The inmates are most certainly running the asylum. But perplexingly, a majority of the population is still actively or passively supporting the insanity. Why? About the bottom line of biosphere collapse. How about this late November headline from the UK Telegraph? Dozens of ships stuck in Arctic ice in reverse of recent warming winters, the report states. Let's ponder this one. This is exactly the kind of headline the climate engineers and the power structure wants. And I was shocked and dismayed at how many who claim to be against climate engineering that were clamoring about this sensationalized headline as if it somehow proved global cooling to them. For far too many, because they justifiably feel total disdain for the global controllers, they knee-jerk conclude that nothing the controller state can be true. Thus, they conclude, falsely, global warming must be a hoax. Again, for the record, what we face is far worse, far more immediate than global warming. What is unfolding is so dire and so immediate that it has forced the controllers into warp speed insanity mode. So, about the Arctic... Satellite images prove conclusively that the climate engineers are sea surface nucleating with chemical ice nucleating elements. These are, again, patented processes. And if you do not know or understand how powerful these endothermic reacting elements are, please search the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org. Within that section, we have film footage of lab tests showing a few drops of chemical nucleating elements put into a beaker of water freezes it instantly. Chemical ice nucleation is a very profound science. The technology that climate engineers have is beyond comprehension, but the sea surface nucleation looks like a chemical spill on the sea surface of the Arctic. Again, very visible in satellite images that have been captured by geoengineeringwatch.org. If you search the engineering winter section, you can see what's happening in the Arctic. And the creation of this type of headline, again, is exactly what the Climate Engineers and the Power Structure Wants, for those that are willing to examine these images, please search this, geoengineeringwatch.org, and then this title following it, What are the Climate Engineers Doing in the Arctic? Astounding Images and Dead Scientists. That's the entire report headline. Please examine that. Examine the satellite images contained in it. And please take the time to review the entire Engineering Winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org. Moving on, from CNN.com and many other sources, the Arctic Ocean began warming decades earlier than previously thought. Not than previously thought, than was previously disclosed, and now they can't hide it, so now they're having to admit it. That's how this works. New research shows, this report states. Then they state this, the Arctic Ocean has been warming up for much longer than we previously thought. The event state climate models are used to cast projections of the future but they don't really simulate these types of changes. Again, climate models are simply a method to pacify populations. They present linear conclusions. The equation we face is completely nonlinear. There are dozens of positive feedback loops already in full play in this equation. Again, the example I've given in previous broadcasts, one domino knocks over 10 more dominoes, each of them knocking down 10 more dominoes apiece. Exponential equation. It could not be more nonlinear. So what's actually occurring in the Arctic? Here's some Arctic sea ice fun facts. The Arctic is warming more than twice as fast as the global average, driving rapid it's actually three times as fast. This this article is incorrect on that point. As the global average driving rapid sea ice loss. Over the past 15 years, scientists have recorded the 15 lowest Arctic sea ice extents. 15 out of 15. While well, September of this year marked the lowest level of multi-year Arctic ice on record. Let's think about that. We had the lowest ice volume on record in September. And we have people ranting and raving about the ships that were caught in the ice that were in the Arctic far later than they historically ever would have been there, and sea surface nucleation would create exactly the scenario we've seen. So, again, I ask this question. Why do so many that claim to be trying to expose and halt climate engineering operations still refuse to acknowledge the chemical ice nucleation component of climate engineering operations? Geoengineeringwatch.org is the only source so far. I can only hope that that changes. Moving on from the Washington Post and many other sources last week, Greenland ice sheet experiences record loss to calving of glaciers and ocean melt over the past year. The ice sheet lost more than it gained for the 25th straight year. Let's put these two statistical facts together. Last 15 lowest Arctic sea ice extents on the satellite record were the last 15 years, and 25 of the last 25 years, Greenland lost more ice than it gained. Greenland lost a net total of 166 gigatons of ice from September 2020 through August 2021. The island experienced anomalous swings from intense melting to unusual snowfall from a former hurricane. Again, hurricanes used to chemically ice nucleate. Remember Hurricane Sandy that somehow the so-called weather forecasters, which read a script literally, knew would make an unprecedented 90-degree westerly turn a week in advance? How do they know that? And Hurricane Sandy produced snow. Since when does a hurricane landfall in that manner produce snow? We have snow falling at temperatures pushing 50 degrees in places. We have Denver. I'll get to headlines on Denver in a few moments. But Denver, I believe, three of the last three years has gone from temperatures somewhere in the 80 degree range to the teens in a day. That's not nature, that's climate engineering. Moving on, from carbonbrief.org and other sources, melting Arctic sea ice linked to worsening fire hazards in western U.S., That's a complicated web of deception woven into that headline. They state Arctic sea ice melt has driven an increase in, quote, fire-favorable weather across the western U.S. over the past four decades, according to new research. The study published in Nature Communications finds that low Arctic sea ice levels during July to October have knock-on impacts in the atmosphere that push the jet stream southwards. This tends to bring hotter and drier conditions into the western U.S. over... following autumn resulting in more frequent and intense fires in the region the authors find these authors are nothing more than paid liars ionosphere heater installations like harp if you don't know what an ionosphere heater is please look it up research it perhaps watch the film holes in heaven narrated by martin sheen these installations transmit millions of watts of power into the ionosphere creating electrical chain reaction heating it to extraordinarily high temperatures creating pressure zones which then direct upper level wind currents what meteorologists have termed the ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure that has blocked the rain from the western north american continent for so many years is a result of the ionosphere heater installations and we have now the so-called science community, that are paid to cover the tracks of the climate engineers by articles exactly like the one I'm citing right now. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering issue. This report then states decreasing relative humidity was a driver of over three-quarters of significant increases in wildfires. So again, it's necessary for this reminder. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Based on frontline uncensored data, we are likely past 3.5 degrees C of warming right now. It must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet. If it's not raining more overall, there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering, completely thwarting the hydrological cycle, blocking direct sunlight, which thwarts evaporation, affecting convection, which affects wind, which affects evaporation again. The climate engineers appear to be trying to reduce atmospheric relative humidity because water vapor is a greenhouse gas, but water vapor also is what we need to form clouds that actually do cool the planet. This is, again, the pharmaceutical industrial approach to planet Earth and its life support systems. And how does that go when we watch on the idiot box, the TV, the latest pharmaceutical concoction, and we hear the the symptom... Claims to treat, and then we hear the list of 20 or 30 side effects that are so horrific. And side effects aren't side effects. Side effects are effects. I'm sorry, that's part of the effect of of pharmaceutical concoction or climate engineering. It is radically decimating the planet's natural systems. If it continues, we're done. The so-called climate science community is now nothing more than a pack of power structure-controlled deception actors whose job it is to fabricate, quote, science to cover the tracks of the climate engineering juggernaut of total insanity. Moving on, next headline, multiple sources. Parts of northern Saudi Arabia covered in a layer of hail and snow. The report states parts of northern Saudi Arabia were covered in a fine layer of hail and snow as temperatures plummeted to approximately 7 degrees C. That's 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Question, why is there snow at 44.6 degrees Fahrenheit? Because the cloud moisture is being seated with chemical nucleating elements to create the sensationalized headline like that that I just read, to fuel the public's ongoing confusion and division as to the true state of planetary meltdown. That's why. Next headline, remember the lake effect snow scenario I covered in last week's broadcast, which is ongoing still? The climate engineers are so desperate that it seems the only place they can manage to produce a bit of snow, and not much, is to continue to fuel winds across the record-warm Great Lakes and produce a little bit of snow on the easterly side, and they push that cold air toward the most populated portions of the U.S. in the east to provide a temporary cool-down. Now we have what's called sea effect snow. These terms are literally produced as the climate engineers need them to make certain scenarios seem in some way authentic or natural or historically normal. Record sea ice affects snow in northern Japan. The Climate engineering operations are fueling weather whiplash events all over the planet, radical swings in temperatures and conditions from one day to another. Moving on, next headline report from last week from space.com Europe is warming faster than the rest of the world and scientists are puzzled of course they're puzzled because they can't and won't admit to the climate engineering insanity by the way for those that don't know it our newer listeners on our on air broadcasts there's currently an illegal federal gag order on all national weather service and all national oceanic and atmospheric administration employees why in the world would our government gag the weathermen if there wasn't something incredibly nefarious To hide. From this report, Europe is already 2.2 degrees Celsius warmer than before the Industrial Revolution, while the Arctic has already warmed up by 3 degrees C. As we also know, the Arctic is warming about three times, as I stated earlier, correcting that other article, faster than the global average rate. It's already 3 degrees C warmer in the Arctic than pre industrial temperatures. It's quite complicated, the report states, to unpick the scientific reasons why the warming is happening so much faster. There, i.e. in the Arctic. Here's a message for the apparently clueless and clinically blind so-called scientists that have no idea what's going on in the Arctic and the rest of the world, for that matter. Look up. The climate intervention atrocities are raging in our skies, and these atrocities include extraordinarily radical and lethal measures like, again, microwaving the atmosphere to manipulate atmospheric pressure zones. And further, a, again, primary component of climate engineering operations are patented processes of cloud seeding utilizing chemical ice nucleating for weather modification, i.e. engineering cold at the surface. Massive Arctic Ocean sea surface chemical ice nucleating operations, as I stated earlier, are also a core part of the equation. So, are the geoengineers actually helping to keep the Arctic frozen? No. No. Not in the long-term sense. Short-term, highly toxic chemical surface cooldowns come at the cost of further fueling the overall long-term warming. In the case of the geoengineers' attempt to chemically nucleate the rapidly heating Arctic Ocean, doing so is actually putting an artificial lid on the already too-warm seawaters. What are the ramifications from doing this? They are beyond grave. For the record, the Arctic Circle is the most aggressively climate-engineered region on the entire planet. Are these operations lowering the overall temperatures? I already covered that point, and again, the answer is a resounding no. Again, as I stated moments ago, the Arctic is warming over three times faster than the rapidly warming rest of the planet. We would be lucky if global warming was all that we must now face. What's coming? What's already unfolding? is unimaginably worse. Again, abrupt climate collapse is here, now, being further fueled overall by the climate intervention insanity. And I'll continue to ask the following question. Given the fact that the global controllers know full well that our rapidly dying planet can no longer support the weight and the impact of the human race, what plans or agendas would we, should we, expect them to implement at, again, warp speed? How simple is that blank to fill in? Biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection in their arrogance, their limitless hubris. They believed they could keep the planet's life support systems glued together with highly toxic techno fixes. How's that working out so far? After over 75 years of the climate intervention onslaught, on top of the endless list of other human-caused decimation to our host, planet Earth, we now face extremely near-term self-annihilation. And already unfolding biosphere collapse will at some point soon be exponentially accelerated by the now inevitable total meltdown of 440 additional nuclear reactor facilities all over the world. Fukushima times 440. And don't forget Chernobyl. If you thought that nightmare was over, think again. Consider this report from businessinsider.com published earlier this year. Chernobyl's nuclear fuel is smoldering again and there's a, quote, possibility of another accident, scientists say. No, not a possibility. It's inevitable. The Chernobyl sarcophagus is disintegrating. It's a matter of time. And again, this is but a minute sample of what's unfolding around the world. The controllers know it. They're actually aware of just how dark a corner the human race has painted itself into. How could the controllers not be aware when they were at the core of the orchestrating of all of it? But again, this painful reminder, none of the insanity past or present could have been achieved by the controllers without the active or passive support of the majority population. Blind flag waving program support that continues to this day. Why? Blind flag waving is not patriotism. Moving on, more frontline biosphere collapse reports from the New York Times and other sources. This ocean invaded its neighbor earlier than anyone thought. What they're alluding to is the atlantification of the arctic ocean we have warmer atlantic waters now flowing into the arctic that is accelerating the seabed methane hydrate release enough methane in the arctic sea alone to turn this planet into venus or sister to venus back to geoengineering back to the ionosphere heater induced high pressure zones that are used to steer upper level wind currents which are used to steer precipitation and weather systems by the derailment of these upper-level winds, that has in turn affected ocean currents now creating scenarios that are pushing warmer Atlantic water into the Arctic. Again, climate engineering from so many directions is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. And let's not forget that aside from all the truly incalculable environmental effects of climate engineering, it's contaminating every single breath we take. It must be considered a form of biological warfare as well. And why wouldn't these existing platforms for atmospheric aerosol dispersion be utilized for biological experiments and or assaults on populations? Again, this reminder, as we have the former U.S. DOD scientist, Dr. Ken Caldera, stating on the record, GeoengineWatch.org has the recording, that one of the things he did for the USDOD was to design methods of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. And again, as I've stated in a former broadcast, Dr. Ken Caldera now works for who? Bill Gates. All the dots connect somewhere in the equation. All the puzzle pieces fit together. From the UK Guardian, rain to replace snow in the Arctic as climate heats study finds. Climate models show switch will happen decades faster than previously thought with profound implications. We hear that all the time now. What geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for the entire length of our existence, the so-called climate science community is now having to admit, because they can't hide it any longer, that the climate collapse is happening exponentially faster than they thought, or at least much faster than they were allowed to admit to. The study states that with all the region's land... And almost all of its seas receiving more rain than snow before the end of the century if the world warms by 3 degrees C. Let's stop there for a moment. We are already past 3.5 degrees C now. And these so-called scientists are talking about what could, may, might happen by the end of the century. We're not going to get anywhere near that far. There will be nobody left alive on this planet, not only by the end of the century or even mid-century. We may only have a few years left at best If we do not change course completely, the ozone layer is completely collapsing, the planet's life support systems are failing, the ocean is rapidly reverting to what is known as Canfield Ocean, a superheated, oxygenless dead zone. The report continues with this. The impacts in the region, i.e. the Arctic, include the melting of vital ice roads, more floods, and starvation for herds of animals when rain falls on snow and then freezes. It stops the animals feeding. The reindeer, caribou, and musk oxen can't break through the layer of ice, so they can't get to the grass they need to survive and thus suffer huge die-offs. It's not coming. It's here. It's been here. Here's a few headlines to drive this point home. From the Barents Observer, March 3rd, 2021. In Russia, tundra tragedy. Up to 80,000 reindeer starved to death due to the thick layers of ice over the snow covering and the ground. This is a, a direct result of chemical ice nucleation, by the way. I'll get to that in a moment. Another headline, same subject. From the Conversation.com: Mass starvation of reindeer linked to climate change. Of course, covering the tracks of the climate engineers. From AP News. In Sweden's Arctic ice atop snow leaves reindeer starving to death. From ABC News, climate change threatens reindeer food supplies. Again, these are only a small sample of available reports on this subject, and we have the so-called scientists in the UK Guardian report claiming that this could, may, might happen at the end of the century. It's here now. And again, this is why we have so many ice storms now, because the precipitation that's been seeded with chemical ice nucleating elements hits the surface before it sets up. That's why ice storms are so frequent now, and that's exactly what's having this effect in Arctic tundra, and it's exactly what's killing the reindeer. Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. It creates a flash-free scenario. It's extraordinarily devastating to everything in the web of life. Moving on, from news.mongabay.com, quote, Earthshine from the moon shows our planet is dimming intensifying global warming. Think about that headline. That's the purpose of the title of the geoengineeringwatch.org, the groundbreaking documentary from geoengineeringwatch.org, titled The Dimming, again, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. refers to the expressed objective of geoengineering, of solar radiation management, to dim the sun's intensity lowering some daytime temperatures at the cost of further fueling the overall warming, at the cost of trapping more heat than it deflects at night, destroying the ozone layer, disrupting the hydrological cycle, killing the forest, killing the reindeer, as I just mentioned. And this report now states that the global dimming is intensifying global warming. Exactly what GeoengineWatch.org has stated from the beginning of our existence. This report states, Earth's brightness as seen from space has dropped significantly over the past two decades. When the planet reflects less light, More sunlight reaches the ground and the sea, warming the atmosphere. But wait, isn't that a contradiction? Don't the reflective aerosols in our skies reflect more light away from the planet? Here's the paradox. Climate engineering radically reduces natural cloud cover. It completely thwarts the hydrological cycle, as I've stated over and over again, which disrupts the planet's ability to produce natural clouds. So here we have this statement from the same report. Quote, When these experiments began two decades ago, many scientists expected that the water in warmer seas would evaporate more quickly and create thicker clouds, thus reflecting more sunlight back back into space. But the satellite and Earthshine results show just the opposite. So again, yet more confirmation of what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated for the entire length of our existence, that climate engineering operations were completely disrupting the evaporative cycle, radically reducing atmospheric RH relative humidity and thus reducing the planet's ability to respond to the damage done, reducing the planet's ability to form natural clouds, precipitation that would nourish forests, that would respond to the increased atmospheric CO2 if it wasn't for the Toxic contamination, including aluminum, which we know affects root systems, killing the trees from the bottom up. Now we have the destroyed ozone layer, core causal factor, climate engineering. The trees are being fried from the top down with intense UV radiation. And what do we have official agencies telling us as the reason for the tree mortality? And the trees are dying everywhere, all over the globe. For example, in the case of the conifers, they tell us it's the beetles. It's just the beetles. But no, the beetles are a symptom of a tree that is under siege. Forests all over the globe are under siege. I just spent eight days bouncing around very steep ridges and canyons in my section of forest where I live in Northern California, creating fuel breaks for the upcoming summer from hell that will likely be far worse than any previous summer because we're in a runaway event right now. And the intensity of the UV radiation was frying me on this caterpillar bulldozer It was uncomfortable to be in the sun, and we're in December now. What will next July and August be like? My only option, a desperate attempt to preserve what forest is left and preserve what wildlife is left, again, to create fire breaks and water catchments so the wildlife have something to drink. We just went through seven months of summer here with no rain and temperatures that were commonly in triple digits, sometimes even late at night near triple digit heat often when the sun goes down the temperatures don't and that is indicative of a thickening greenhouse gas layer which is not just co2 it's also water vapor it's also methane key factor methane not just livestock more importantly more direly the formerly frozen methane deposits on sea floors that's what the Bermuda Triangle scenario has been for many decades Methane deposits on the sea floor that thaw and release in their entirety, aerating water like a bottle of champagne, and ships go down intact, as did aircraft. The methane, when it hits the sea surface and goes into the air column, as scientific tests have proven, it will kill a piston driven engine, it will shut it down. That's why we had the plane downings as well. This methane release has been going on all over the world. The power structure knows it, they've done everything they can to hide it, and now we have this occurring in the Arctic on a scale. That is truly apocalyptic. In the case of atmospheric methane, some recent readings have shown levels at altitude as high as 4,000 parts per billion. That's almost seven times higher than it's been for millions of years. We are through the guardrail. We are heading to the bottom of the canyon. Will anyone survive the ride? We'll soon enough find out. From AccuWeather.com, fall heat wave broils Los Angeles and interior southwest. From this report, residents in the southwest may be preparing to flip the calendar to the typically cooler month of December, but a building dome of high pressure, there's that high pressure dome again, creates massive heat underneath it, compressing air creates heat, has had different ideas. An autumn heat wave, the blast of record-challenging warmth begins And experts say upcoming seasonal winds will only enhance the sweltering conditions. The report then states this. Even after the sun goes down at night, residents won't find too much cooling relief. Where have I heard that before? Let me blaze through as many headlines as I can. I'm rapidly running out of time on this one-hour commercial-free broadcast. From the San Francisco Chronicle, snowpack in California, Sierra Nevada could disappear in just 25 years. These are mountains 14,000 feet high. And it would be all but gone now if it were not for patented processes of chemical ice nucleation, creating a snow-like substance that is not like naturally nucleated snow in so many ways. And those that have grown up with naturally nucleated snow have noticed this. And what's the primary focus of this San Francisco Chronicle article? That it would be, quote, devastating for the ski industry. How about a dead planet? That could be devastating in many more ways, wouldn't it? No mention of the ramifications in that regard. But don't worry. In September, Governor Gavin Newsom announced that several billion dollars of state money would go to drought resilience, including expanding water supplies. How are you going to expand water that doesn't exist, Gavin? And about Gavin Newsom, for our more recent listeners to this broadcast, Gavin Newsom knows all about climate engineering. I personally briefed him and his top aide in his office at the Capitol. He has done exactly nothing but try to hide it. Moving on from NewScientist.com. Trees cool the land surface temperature of cities by up to 12 degrees C. That's about 20 degrees Fahrenheit, somewhere in that range. An analysis of satellite data from 293 cities in Europe has found that trees have a big cooling effect while other green spaces don't. Again, about the trees. They are not coming back in so many regions in any time frame that matters. Any notion to the contrary is not based in fact. How are our most ancient trees doing? Not so well. From numerous sources, U.S. wildfires have killed nearly 20% of the world's giant sequoias in two years. That's 20% of the 5% that were left from the original 100%. 20% of 5%. We're down now to 4% of the original 100%. Blazes in western U.S. have hit thousands of Earth's largest trees, once considered almost fireproof. They were dying Anyway. The Redwoods are dying anyway, even those that didn't burn, because of the effect of the hydrological cycle, the contamination of the rain that's affecting the root systems of these giant, ancient, sentient beings. Total, ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet by the ongoing climate engineering insanity in every single breath we take, contaminated with these elements. Heavy metals, polymer fibers, it's a very lethal mix. And here's a recent headline that most probably haven't heard about while well, some are unfortunately focused on the ships that were perhaps intentionally locked up in chemically nucleated ice in the Arctic. We are struggling. U.S. mountain states battle wildfires despite impending winter. Residents in Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana are facing evacuations as wildfires fueled by strong winds engulf mountains. There's almost no snow in parts of the Rockies, and now we have record heat that's in some places 35 degrees above normal, 35 degrees Another headline, this one from courthousenews.com. Number of Sierra Nevada fires could increase by at least 19% over the next two decades. Newsflash, at the current rate of forest burn down, there will be virtually nothing left far sooner than this time frame given on this article. No one's willing to tell the truth. Everyone's invested in the lies because their paychecks and pensions depend on them, deceiving the population until the last possible moment. From AccuWeather, Three rounds of accumulating snow to keep northeast feeling wintry. How many times have I stated over and over the most populated portions of the U.S., specifically the eastern U.S., has been kept anomalously less warm than the entire rest of the planet for nine years running. That's not nature. That's climate engineering, and it's happening right now. This report states a series of at least three quick-moving storm systems will unleash additional rounds of snow, slippery travel, because the snow has surfactants in it, by the way. I've stated that over and over. Part of the patents, and we've proven it in our lab testing, makes for extraordinarily slick snow. So we have these rounds of flash cooldowns happening in the Northeast, and where's that moisture coming from? How about this from AccuWeather, rainiest autumn on record to get even worse for some portions of the region, i.e. British Columbia, will see its record-setting autumn only get wetter. As November comes to a close, the Seattle-Tacoma Airport has recorded its wettest season on record. Again, fire hosing moisture into the U.S. Northwest, chemically nucleating it the entire way and creating temporary toxic cool-downs further east. And here's one final report on this subject. Despite busy storm tracks, snow may remain scarce in big cities along East Coast. Almost out of time in this broadcast, but please, please investigate the climate engineering insanity. In regard to the chemical ice nucleation winter weather whiplash scenarios just covered, search geoengineering creating freeze-fry extremes. Perhaps try a search engine other than Google, who's doing their best to suppress our data. Question What's wrong with so many in the ranks of the human race? Why are so many so willing to be active or passive participants in their own near-term self-annihilation? Here's one piece of the puzzle. A report titled, Our Brains Were Not Built for This Much Uncertainty. Threat leads to fight, freeze, or flight responses in the brain. It also leads to decreases in motivation Focus, agility, cooperative behavior, self-control, sense of purpose, and sense of meaning. A constant state of sense of looming threat, not surprisingly, fuels a rapid decline in overall well-being. Further, threat creates significant impairments in your working memory. You can't hold as many ideas in your mind to solve problems, nor can you pull as much information from your long-term memory when you need it. The constant threat of uncertainty literally makes us less capable, because dealing with uncertainty is not something our brains were generally evolved to do, and oh, how well that serves the controllers, and how well they are able to manipulate this scenario. So what's the remedy? How can a course correction be implemented under the cloud of constant threat, of constant uncertainty? Many rely on their spiritual traditions, but... If one examines the general population, including members of many congregations, the majority are still succumbing to the psychological hindrances just described. Faith is important, yes, but so is our philosophy, our perspective of life itself, what it is and what it isn't. The foundational pillars of this equation are not complex. No, they're incredibly simple. We must first and foremost remember what is and what isn't in our control. Focus on what is. Doing so, taking action toward making a difference for the better, in whatever way we can, is not just an option, it's our obligation. Question, how many self-proclaimed faith-based congregations are doing nothing more than warming a pew with their backside? And that type of total complacency is completely against what all major traditions teach. So, why is such behavior so epidemic? Next this cornerstone of the equation that must always be remembered and considered life at best is a seasonal occupation and the season already short is about to get cut even shorter the anthropocene era i.e. the age of man is already free falling toward total near-term collapse a question for each of us to ponder what do we want to be found doing when we take our last breath i.e. when our maker comes for us Do we want to be found fully engaged in this epic battle for all that matters, literally, or doing nothing, falsely telling ourselves that there's nothing we can do, so why try it all? And how many times I've heard that mantra of a meaningless life thrown at me. No, I will not play such a pitiful part with the gift of life that has been granted to me. The only citadel, the only fortress that cannot be breached, exists in the correct use of our own free will. No matter what challenges we face, no matter what level of unbridled evil stands in our path, Our will can never be taken from us, ever. It was given by the Creator, entrusted to each and every one of us to use correctly in accordance with nature, with benevolence, morality, virtue, and honor. As I've stated many times before, those in power are not gods and we are absolutely not helpless unless we choose to be so. Our time in this paradigm is running down far faster than almost any are willing to even consider. If we're to make a difference for the better which can be as fundamental as helping a single soul to awaken to the wider horizon and to care more than they ever thought they could, then we must act now. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help to turn the tide of rising insanity. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wiginton from geoengineeringwatch.org.